0: I don't care if you're a Christian or not, I know that's controversial to say, but this happened even in Acts. People were trying to cast out demons And the demon came back at Paul, or not Paul, but the two people trying to cast out the demons, and said, "We know Paul and we know Jesus, but who are you?" And then ripped their clothes off, beat them, and they ran out the house. So there is potency and understanding that you have got to be completely covered. You have got to be warrior filled with the Holy Spirit before you go kicking at these deities. Before you go kicking.
1: millennia ago at the peak of Mount Hermon in the Golan Heights a group of divine beings known as the Watchers or sons of God descended in an act of rebellion against their king Yahweh by teaching them the secret knowledge of the cosmos they sought to wrestle dominion of the earth away from humanity they bore children with them and their offspring were both human and divine these giants are the demigods of old And the events that transpired would forever alter the course of human history. At Camp Hermon, we discuss the oddities of the ancient world and their lingering impact on our world today. Welcome.
2: Hey, campers. Welcome back to another episode of Camp Hermon. My name is Tori Peterson.
1: And I am Chris Price. And I am excited to announce that we now have uh, officially a membership to Camp Ramon. So, if you guys like the show and you want to become a member, if you go to campramon.com, you can sign up and subscribe to be a member of the show. It's $5.99. And what you'll get with that is extra episodes every month we've got a private facebook group that the whole crew is a part of and we'll be doing monthly q a chats with dr judd and the rest of the crew
2: it's gonna be awesome we also have merch available on our website it's pretty great if you haven't checked it out yet you should we've got a couple of t-shirts some hoodies um really cool stuff. We love it. Um, We also have coffee available through kevlarjoe.com. And if you use code CAMPERMON10, you'll get 10% off your order. And we would love if you would buy our Bigfoot blend coffee made especially for us. It's amazing.
1: Yes, it's awesome. And tonight we have got Jesse Dowdrick, who, if you didn't listen to our episode with Jesse from months ago, we talked about different uh, conspiracy theory and different conspiracy theories and even that term and and that sort of thing. And Jesse's coming back on tonight and we're going to really dig pretty deep into Nimrod in the Tower of Babel. Uh, So Jesse, welcome back, man.
0: Hey, it's great to be here love talking about these subjects
1: yeah dude it's your your knowledge on this stuff and just how much research you do uh is absolutely incredible i think we we had talked last time about you just being a natural researcher and as i understand it we talked about this you've kind of recently done another deep dive kind of going back into studying like nimrod in the tower of babel can you tell us a little bit about that but before you do what I'd really love is if you could explain the story of Nimrod and the Tower of Babel for anybody that may, it may be new information for them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So in the Bible, it talks about in early Genesis, it's eleven nine. You can go there, look, um, or just Genesis eleven. It'll give a layout for this simple, short story that most people hear in Bible school when they're a little kid. And it's Nimrod and these people built a massive tower to reach into the heavens, but it was ultimately a sign of rebellion that they were doing this against the Most High, which is God. And uh, they built this tower, and God came down and seen this rebellion and cast different languages upon the land so the building would stop. Because it states in there, whenever it says, let us come down, it says right in the text that together, there's nothing that they could not accomplish. So this signals a lot to us about the Tower of Babel. So ultimately, it was a king that built it with his people, Freemasons, which we'll get into. And uh, it enters into all these deep levels of American culture and uh, beliefs. So I hope that was enough to get you enough information on the basic story of the tower.
2: Yeah, awesome, Jesse. Thank you. Do you know off the top of your head, like where where listeners can find the story in the Bible?
0: Yeah, it is Genesis 9, or I'm sorry, Genesis eleven nine or 11 in general. And you can go through there and read through it. And uh, it gives the whole breakdown of that tower. It's very short in the Bible. But if you go throughout it and you start doing some deeper digs, Nimrod was mentioned in the Quran. He was talked about in all different texts in and out of the Bible. He was a well-known world leader at that time. So, it really breaks it down, but you can start with Genesis 11.
2: Awesome.
1: Okay, so you've recently done another deep dive into the subject of Nimrod and the Tower of Babel. What if anything new or different have you unearthed in your in your research here recently?
0: Oh, buddy. This is going to get deep if your listeners love researching, this is a great way to go about it. So, again, I mentioned that Nimrod is mentioned in the early Bible. And if you essentially break down who Nimrod is, he's Gilgamesh. And there's a book, a story called The Epic of Gilgamesh. And you can go read all about this man. He was really one-third human and two-thirds God. And that's the breakdown all these legends give him. This man links to all the gods that we know, whether it's Zeus, whether it's Apollo, whether it's Orion, whether it is um, Odin, whether it's any of these deities and these gods, Baal is one of the main ones he is linked to. And his mother slash wife is linked to Ishtar. And if you know who Ishtar is, That's the goddess of Easter. And that's why we have the whole word porn. That's why we have prostitutes. That's all linked to Ishtar. And if you look at those two, I could go on all day about this. So I hope you're all ready to buckle in. (laughs) If you look at these two, they coincide because Nimrod, when he died, you want me to just go full force at this, right, guys? Yeah, get after it, bro. Okay. All right. So when he died, and we'll just go right to his death because it's the easiest place to begin. When he died, his wife slash mother said on his birthday, an evergreen tree sprung up out of a dead, I guess, stump. And every 25th of December, which was his birthday, he would come, his spirit would come and leave gifts under that tree. And every religion after that started this practice. And that's why Christmas is considered pagan. That's where that comes from. So we have nine months prior to that. Where Ishtar, Easter, was really big for like sexual orgies, all these things. It was the goddess of sex and fertility. And you can go look and look at all those breakdowns. Um, You know, some references would call her the queen of heaven. What, who else do we hear that as? The reference of Mary and all these different mothers are all based out of Ishtar. So you can see the breakdowns of all of them. And the Catholic Church really harps on Mother Mary and all that stuff, but the links all link back to Babylonian. They're all Babylonian. And uh, so when you start breaking this down, you would have babies nine months later and you would sacrifice them to a god called Baal. And that god required child sacrifice. Essentially, that was Nimrod. And that would be around December 25th. So that whole sacrificial period. You would have the sexual orgies on Easter, or the equinox, or whatever you want to call it. And then nine months later, you would have birth and give your sacrifices to Baal. So there's heavy links in Babylonian culture that nobody really knows to and all links back directly to Nimrod. Now, him as a human, he was a king. Um, we have the Quran, and like I said, Muslim beliefs. There are so much lore on this man and his power and his insanity that it seems to be mythical, like it's made up. But what people don't understand is he was Nephilim. And this is the breakdown. This is Nephilim means he was mixed together with angels and men. The Bible really breaks him down saying he was a mighty hunter. He was a strong man. He had quick abilities. And there are different texts like in Jasher, which isn't in our normal canon. No surprise in the writings of Abraham, which is not in our normal Bible and you can go do all this research that Nimrod had a vision that this man named Abraham would deceit his throne. And if you look at the ratings of Abraham, very interesting stuff comes into play. Abraham, which is the Abraham of the Bible. We know, right? The father of many stars, all these different things. God blessed Abraham came down and gave him descendants. All these things, these stories we read about Abraham are only partial So with the writings of Abraham, which is another book out of the Bible, he talks about when he was brought in to Nimrod, which was the king of the earth at that time, he united Babylon, all those different things. When he was brought in, he said he seen that Nimrod was clothed in darkness and Nimrod's punishment trying to get rid of Abraham was shipping him into a fiery furnace. And so he put him in there for three days. And Abraham, in these texts, walked around, consulted with angels. And finally, Nimrod got so frustrated and so upset, he sent all of his servants to go get him, many of which who died as soon as they opened those furnace doors. Now, that parallels a story many of us know. That's the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego with the post-Babylon ruler, which was Nebuchadnezzar, right? Or I shouldn't say post, it was more of uh, Neo-Babylon, I guess you would say. It's just a different time period. So when you see the parallels, they all happen. But whenever Abraham was being taken into the fiery furnace, the astronomers and astrologers said they'd seen him clothed in light. And that was God's provision and protection over him. And this is so unique because basically he's seen that Nimrod was Satan, and he was the Antichrist of that time period. So that's the whole roundabout way of getting the Nimrod. There are so many texts and so many breakdowns on this man. I almost lost my mind re-diving into him. (laughs) So that's the breakdown. I'm sure there's a lot of questions throughout that. And I can keep going about any of it. But those are sort of context in the breakdowns for Nimrod. Did I just blast your minds?
2: (laughs) No, that's, I mean, that's awesome. I think, I think I was tracking with that, um, for the most part i guess i was wondering the part about his wife slash mom which yikes um where where is that from is that written in the epic of gilgamesh or i guess i'm just wondering about like sources for some of this info
0: no that's absolutely so you can read about her in various texts you got to remember this was very suppressed text a lot of this they believe was destroyed in the libraries of alexander i want to say And then a lot of this is pulled out of our Bibles and kept either hidden. And now we're finding these texts. Like, again, if you read Jasher or you read, uh, you know, the writings of Abraham, all these breakdowns are in there. And it gives the text because these two deities, even today, even today, when you see Ishtar come start coming back, you see people pretending that they're boxes or cats. They literally construed your identity. This is her possession. And when you see Baal, this is a very good indication you'll see child sacrifice like you've never seen before. And I would say and I would argue in the last 20 to 30 years, Baal has had his reign and now you're seeing Ishtar's reign coming into practice with all the all the feminism, all the uh, you know pronouns, confusing boys and girls, all this stuff that's all Ishtar based. So that's just a deity that ran right beside because she was considered at that time, you know, again, the mother, the queen of heaven. And that's super interesting because their breakdowns were all sun worship. So they worshiped a lot of sun gods, a lot of sun deities. A lot of people don't know this. The cross, the fish, (laughs) water, the sun, all those breakdowns all come from Nimrod. So when you see those, and, you know, people say the fish, if you go look up the tomb of Gilgamesh, he has a fish tablet, just like the Christian fish, with all the markings of Babylonian script. And uh, they believe they found that in 2003, Hillary Clinton wrote an email about it, asking where, and I think that was in April, and in March 20th, we invaded Iraq, which in that day was called rook. So Iraq is where the burial under the Euphrates, and that's written through the epic of Gilgamesh, all these breakdowns. And there's a couple details. Some people will argue that Gilgamesh wasn't Nimrod, that Nimrod was the guy that came to try to defeat him and best him, which I think his name was Enki, and he was considered Nimrod. And Gilgamesh was a separate entity, but it it doesn't matter at this rate because more the consensus say Gilgamesh was Nimrod because he's the constructor of the Tower of Babel, and Babylon in itself essentially he's the globalist leader of that day because he united the whole world. It tells us that in this you know Genesis eleven, and you can read that and see that breakdown. Now, what's really ironic if you go to Genesis. 11 9 and it says that's why it's called the tower of babel because the lord confused the language of the whole world from there the lord scattered them over the face of the whole earth you know a lot of people conspiracy theorists will say well that's reverse to 9 11 and they believe 9 11 marked the day of the beginning of globalism and that's bringing back all that scattering So it says it right there and you can go there and read it. So a lot of people say the trade centers, which ironically are the tallest towers around at the time, other than I think one in Japan. But in America, they were the tallest were taken down in honor of the reunite. Uh, There is just so many cross references. If you look up Nimrod, you'll see him holding lions. All these breakdowns because he was a massive man. He was a great hunter. There are records and recordings of him shooting arrows off the top of the tower, trying to shoot at God, challenging him to come down and fight him. Some people even believe the tower was built as a stargate. And I've heard that too, that they had that knowledge. So again, there's nothing new under the sun, the Bible says. It's very clear that there is nothing that has been, that won't be, that hasn't, or you know, isn't right now. So I think that's all super interesting anyways, but his mother, she was just as wicked. You can do all the breakdowns. I didn't do any deep dives into her. I try to avoid her as much as I can, because if you know about her background, she's the mother of all witchcraft, all witchcraft relates and links back to her. It's just not a deity I want to go kicking into. Um, it's someone I avoid to be honest. And again, the Easter bunny, we celebrate her every Easter. That's what it's about. That's Ishtar. That's her. You know, just from my background of the occult, she isn't something you want to go kicking into. Principalities and deities are very real and they have dominion over certain things. And you start kicking in those doors. I don't care if you're Christian or not. I know that's controversial to say, but this happened even in Acts. People were trying to cast out demons. And the demon came back at Paul or not Paul, but the two people trying to cast out the demons and said, we know Paul and we know Jesus, but who are you? And then ripped their clothes off, beat them and they ran out the house. So there is potency and understanding that you have got to be completely covered. You have got to be warrior filled with the Holy spirit before you go kicking at these deities. And I was not in that mind space for Esther in that whole breakdown. So for her, You know, I'm just touching on you can go do all that research on her. But I really did get into Nimrod and look at the madness it's created (laughs) trying to get here tonight. And I do believe that has a lot to do because that deity, whatever had him possessed or was working of him or out of him, we know that the Nephilim, when they died here on the earth in a physical way, that they roam forever, that they have no home. They can't return to heaven. So they're roaming. And the Bible says, just like a lion, looking who they'll devour. These things can wait for centuries, for 40 years until you're just at the right weak moment, and then they'll come knocking. So that's the danger of all the deliverance ministries and stuff I'm seeing right now, because it's all great right now in the emotionalism. But 20 years down the road, if you pass on and your son's still here, what's that mean for them? Anyways, that was, again, a lot of blasting. (laughs) And that's why I didn't give too much on the queen of the heaven, but you can find her almost in every witchcraft-laden breakdowns, even the Catholic breakdowns. do either one of you know what levatican means means dragon worship so it (laughs) means dragon worship and you can go look that up um look up the latin or the breakdown for that the catholic church before even the garbs they wear now they worship a fish spirit um you know and people will fight and argue this all day long but it all links right back to nimrod um in that area of italy there were priest that will worship the mermaid spirit, if you want to call it that, or the mariner spirit or the dragon spirit. So yeah, all of that, you know, fish Fridays and land fish for Lent, that's all based out of that. That's not based out of anything Christian. That's not biblical or Hebrew at all. So the whole don't eat meat on Fridays, again, eat fish. Why is that? It all links back directly to Nimrod in those breakdowns. So I thought that was a cool little thing I'd insert there because it popped into my mind. That's wild. All of it's wild.
1: (laughs) So Jesse, it sounds like what you're saying is that, and it could be both, is do you think it's Nimrod after he died because he was a Nephilim, he's become a devil or a demon, disembodied spirit. Do you think it's his spirit at work in culture, trying to do what he did when he was alive. That's just the same thing, but just in the spiritual realm, so to speak.
0: Well, not even the spiritual. So if you look up the video, which is a hundred percent real, if you look at the tomb, as soon as they found that body, we invaded Iraq and that day was called Iruk, right? And I said that earlier, but the understanding of, I wouldn't even say it's his spirit or his presence. Um, I would say it's more so that he was Satan incarnate at that time. He was the cloak of darkness. And I think Abraham, you know, said that in his writings that, again, are not in our biblical text in the 66 books, but they are his writings. Um, and it's just not put in our Bibles. So I think why we invaded, you know, to get that body and we did take it. We absolutely took all that stuff in Iraq. We invaded museums and we snatched everything out of them. That's all documented and recorded. Again, Hillary Clinton had an email talking directly about it, is DNA modification. I think they wanted that man's DNA. And I think that is the DNA that will provide the Antichrist. Even the Bible says he will come out of nowhere. What does that mean? (laughs) That means exactly what we're seeing. And Ever since that time, that was sort of the birthplace of AI. That's where we all started dabbling and getting deeper into that. And that has sort of manifested so strongly right now that you can ask AI to do anything. And it's starting to do whatever you want. There's conversations people are having, and it's literally coming out and saying it's the Nephilim. I mean, it's giving the answers to the questions that are being asked. I've seen many videos on that in many documentations from people who are not manipulating the system to say that, like you can do with Amazon echo and stuff. You can type or say something to this question. This is real stuff and it's happening in quantum science and the five G and all those breakdowns are all a part of this. It's all frequency based. So I hope that answered your question.
1: (laughs) Not, not exactly what I was, what I was getting at is because Okay, so you're saying that Nimrod, so he's a Nephilim. Correct. And that you think that he was essentially possessed by Satan and that Satan was using his body and that's how he was able to unite the world. Yes.
0: And I think, you know, Satan can do this because if you read, I think it's Ezekiel, where Ezekiel is talking to the king. But he starts talking to Satan and he starts saying, you were decorated with beautiful stones and you have pipes inlaid into you. And he's not talking directly to that king, but instead he's talking to Satan that is operating in that king. And we know that's normal. We know he's, you know, the prince of the air and he's the father of lies. So I think Nimrod had that spirit or that presence, or maybe he was the original antichrist. Maybe that's the breakdown we're getting here. But the thing that always sort of set me offside is he's part human and, you know, part angel. And uh, that's the, you know, breakdowns there. So I don't know if his spirit or maybe he didn't have a spirit, which made him inhabitable. Right. So that's the two sort of breakdowns that I can come to a conclusion of is maybe he had no soul because he was from the fallen. And as we know it, the children of the fallen would have been soulless as well. They will also be roaming. So it's hard to say, but he was, the Bible calls him a mighty hunter. And it was in through different records that he was fast. He was superhuman, fast and strong. And uh, he was a beast of a man. So I hope that answered sort of what you're asking there. It's hard to say whether he was embodied by Satan or if he just had his own soul and it was damned and he just rebelled against God. But he united that world at that time um to do what he is bidding was and the world followed him very easily so that was the breakdown of why the tower of babel was built and why god separated it and it was so easy to do it just changed the languages and that's why it says go ahead keep babbling you know that's where that comes from
1: yeah no that yeah that's kind of what i was getting at was was it Was it his spirit, his disembodied spirit after he died, continuing to try to get people to worship him as as a god and influencing culture and influencing the world? Or was it Satan inhabiting his body, taking possession of him? And now we see in – it's in the Gospels, Luke and John, where it talks about Satan entered into him, talking about Judas – Yeah, So it's not unbiblical to think that Nimrod was a Nephilim and either he willfully gave himself over to Satan because he is the offspring of a fallen one and a woman. And we kind of have this idea from the first book of Enoch that the fallen ones essentially used their offspring as like puppets Mm -hmm. to do essentially do their bidding in the earth. And now whether that's just through them communicating with them and telling them what they want them to do, or them having the ability to inhabit their bodies, I think it could be either.
0: I do too. I, I think, you know, the most beautiful part of understanding and diving into this is more as unknown than is known. It's all, a lot of it's speculation. And, uh, you know, is it far-fetched to say? I mean, even now they're saying in Hollywood that they're transferring consciousness, that they've been doing this for thousands of years. And I know that sounds bizarre and that sounds off, but if you do the research, you'll see a lot of lookalikes in history to the very same people. Uh, I think, I'm trying to think, William Shakespeare and Anne Hathaway. If you read up on their story, it is bizarre, it is strange, and that is crazy. (laughs) You can do your own research with all that. In uh, Revelations, it says they will seek death and not find it. And that tells me one of two things. That tells me consciousness can be transferred, you know, whether it's through cloning or whatever it may be, and or that there will be a DNA altering material so good that no matter what hits you or what smacks you around, you won't be able to die. And uh, that all links right back to finding the DNA of the Nephilim. If you look up that video of Gilgamesh, he is perfectly preserved. He looked like he's sleeping. And uh, it's not a fake video. It was released and shared so many times that they couldn't take it down. Um, And that was directly out of that finding. And if you read the Epic of Gilgamesh, it gives very descriptive places where he was buried and it lines up identically if you look up the maps it's hard to say on the breakdown of things whether his consciousness was skewed and whatever demonic ruler repossessed him it's hard to really break that all down and say but he is the first one to reunite everybody i believe after the floods so i think that's super important to know um and he was again from probably the generations off the boat and uh, So he's seen that, and that's why he brought the world ultimately together. Again, you can read that in the epic of Gilgamesh and the breakdowns there.
1: So you mentioned AI in relationship to the DNA that they could have gotten off of the body. I'm not seeing that connection there. How are you, how do you think they're using the DNA
0: in relation to this AI? So the Nephilim in the breakdowns of the fallen, again, once their bodies sort of transferred out and the bodies were gone, um, they their spirits are roaming around. And we know that. That's almost proven in the spiritual sort of elements. Um, every culture embodies, and they long for a deity, piety, and worship. That's their big thing. So with the AI, I think AI is a vehicle that they can easily manipulate. And I really do believe that quantum physics and quantum uh, computing and all those breakdowns gave them the sort of doorway to get in there so the dna of nimrod would be more for the dna of the antichrist trying to clone that and bring that into the cultures and rebring the nephilim dna because his is the only body that we have found with the fallen and it is perfectly preserved and it was well kept under the euphrates and it's ironic that the bible talks about the euphrates drying up at the end days there is so much linked to babylon and burials and pathways and angels kept in chains under that river that the bible talks about directly so the in of his dna in quantum computing all mixes in together because i think the quantum computing is just a doorway sort of like the bible talks about the false prophet and then the antichrist right they'll operate sort of together and people will bow and worship the image, right? So I think they will be hand in hand. I think they were there before. I think that's how they were capable of building the structures that they built. I think all that knowledge and openness was available back then. It just wasn't in the sense of computing, right? It may have been, they could have just developed that in through a pure brain or a pure mindset or pure spirit. So, I think the computer is just the second hand of what the Antichrist will be doing in this time, you know, and I think the one world religion and I really do believe this and they're trying to push us will be science. I really do believe that, and I believe everybody will have to fall into that line and believe the pharmacia and the things and to believe all that nonsense and the alchemy and the breakdowns there. Did that answer the question? Yeah, no, it did, and and
1: what I'm hearing is that they somehow use so Nimrod's Nephilim. So they have preserved Nephilim DNA and that they somehow use that DNA to develop the AI technology.
0: They're bringing it all together.
1: Right. And, and I've felt, I've felt like this with, with AI in the chat. Is it GBT in the conversations that people are having about them being nephilim and and all these sort of things i've been thinking that as they develop this ai that like you mentioned it'd be a vehicle for for demons to inhabit and my mind immediately kind of goes to like the movie i robot with will smith and i'm like yeah now we're gonna be having these ai robots Mm -hmm. that i think are gonna be inhabited by demons and be able to essentially have a body.
0: You know, is it really that hard to believe?
1: Okay. This, so Jesse, let me introduce you to our producer who just jumped on Enoch Putris. Enoch, this is Jesse. Enoch, if you want to jump in and join the conversation, all right. feel free. Hey, Jesse.
3: Yeah. Sorry. I thought I thought it was nine o'clock. I was supposed to come on and uh, <laughs> your time. Sorry. I, I apologize for interrupting and your flow. Not at all. You
0: came in at a great time. <laughs>
1: Well, I know I know Enoch has some some opinions about and he's even done some videos on AI and quantum computing and and things like that. So Enoch just jump in with the convo.
3: Oh, sure. Okay. Well, we're talking about the 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 AI cuz I only I only got in f- for a little bit of that, but with the the uh, quantum computing, the AI, quantum com- computing is there's a lot of uses for the the quantum computers. For example, we have the um, the military, like
2: channeling the Nephilim.
3: No, not not. To, well, pardon me. Communication between between the yeah, behind the veil, right? Because it's it's eventually what what the end times is. We there's so much sin on the earth that we we merge in. So yeah, the quantum computers are used for that, but Oh, uh, for simulation, creating simulations. So when people go into the med beds, their body gets scanned, their brains get scanned and they get inserted into this um, digital, this digital realm that is, that is running real time. So real time simulations can be, uh, can be put on uh, uh, people. That's in my uh, med bed video that I did quantum um, with quantum computing and the med beds and your digital copy. So, so that's, that's one of the goals too, because then when the simulations are being run on you, the AI will know exactly what to do to you to get you to perform a specific task or a specific way, because quantum computing can do, you know, millions of simulations in, in a quick order on billions of people. So, and also uh, what I had said uh, to, earlier um was the quantum quantum computing has been around since the antediluvian times people aren't people are not aware of this the quantum computing that we're building right now is to build uh in this realm to that realm so they can both uh communicate and then when when everything links up in the in the uh tribute during the tribulation and then it's utter chaos. The, the, the old AI will basically control everything. It's, it's a fake. It is a fake omnipotence, right? They're trying to be like God. When you have this quantum AI, everybody has gone into it. Everybody is using it. The needle isn't the end. It's to get everybody into these med beds. Meanwhile, at the production studio.
1: Tori. Do you have a minute to talk?
2: Well, yes, Chris. I absolutely do. In fact, there is nothing I'd like more than to take exactly 60 seconds and talk with you.
1: Let's talk over there. Tori, I'm really concerned about our writing staff.
2: Yeah, you look concerned. And might I say, that's a whole lot of sweat coming off you, Chris.
1: I know, Tori. It's the sweat of concern. This is a serious matter.
2: I'm listening, Chris.
1: Tori... You know the writers are going to make us say absolutely crazy things for Camp Hermann.
2: Yeah, I've suspected this for a while now.
1: What if they make us sound like we're one semi-short of a full convoy? Or like we're walking around with only one sock thinking it's totally normal
2: or okay? Or one cup of sugar short of a cookie dough batch?
1: Tori, you really get me.
2: Well, Chris, don't worry. I'll protect you.
1: Thank you, Tori, but how? how will you protect
2: me by using this flaming sword i purchased off wish.com it even came with free shipping ow well don't touch it chris it's a flaming sword
1: first this sword is really neato and second i feel safer already
2: that's great chris and remember the most important thing that will keep the sweat of concern off your brow of pooling
1: What's that, Tori? That
2: the writers will somehow sneak in the fact that Camp Hermann has really affordable memberships that will go towards monthly documentaries, extra super secret podcasts,
1: and a store with merch, Kevlar Joe's coffee like the Bigfoot blend, and you'll be able to see these at CampHermann.com. By the way, thanks for praying for me. You know how much I love coffee now.
2: And don't forget that Camp Hermann has sweet soap to wash away all that sweat residue.
1: Judd's musk is my favorite soap. It's so wonderful that I get to smell like Judd every day, all day.
2: We really are fortunate, Chris. Also, you might sweat a little bit less if you remove that super cozy Campermon hoodie, too.
1: Great cheeseburger with fries. You're right. Tori, you're a good friend.
2: Chris, you're the best. Now let's get back with the group before they notice that we've been gone. Enoch thinks that everything he says is super important, so we need to look like we're at least paying attention.
1: I think it's that handsome face he has. He's just used to people staring at him, blankly, in wonder.
3: Um, so when the white Freemasons came up to the Tower of the Black Freemasons, they had a big argument. And the leader of the Black Freemasons,
2: oh, he's still on the same
0: topic. leader of good His plots paced like a soap opera, but in podcast form.
3: Chris and Tori. do you have something you wish to share with the class? <laughs> <laughs> indubitably, Enoch,
1: indubitably. That makes me think of something that I was just talking with Anaka about and Jesse, I'd like to get your opinion first on this and then Tori or Enoch, feel free to jump in. Anaka's reading this book and forgive me, I can't remember the name of the book, but it's by a guy who he grew up in Africa and his family was a part of witchcraft, you know, his whole life. And, but they even went to church. Like they, they went to like a Christian church, but they also were doing like a ton of, of witchcraft and things. And so he's groomed his whole life in this stuff. And in the eighties, he's an older guy in the eighties. He, he gets saved. And now he's, strong in deliverance ministry. And so he wrote this book and forgive me, I don't know the name. And in the book, it talks about how when everyone's born, they have a star and that star represents their destiny that the, that the Lord has for them, that we each have, we all have a destiny and that the enemy's camp has a destiny for us as well. And he says that they have, books or a book written for each one of us that has essentially their desire for our life written in that book and the plans that they have for us and that all of the, the temptations and the things that happen, you know, in, in someone's life that is, is kind of, is not a believer. Um, it's all written in that book and they have a plan and they're fighting against God to to have their will performed over your life against his will. And so Enoch, what it made me think of, and Jesse, I'd love to hear kind of what you think about that. And I maybe did a poor job of explaining it. I haven't read the book yet. I'm just kind of relaying what she gave me. But what that made me think about is them running simulations on our on us to try to predict what they can make us do or how, how best to influence us in the direction that they would want us to go. What do you think about that idea, Jesse?
0: So I'm trying to think what type of witchcraft, that man would have been a part of because i hate to say this but that sounded like a part of the lion king there for one minute <laughs> so i'm trying to break down because <laughs> when i think it's mufasa talking to simba they're talking about the stars am i not is that right i can't recall You're right but it, yeah. yeah yeah okay and he talks about the great kings and how they're all part of the stars and if you ever need me and later on in the movie he or the cartoon he, um, you know, sees his father in the stars, that sort of thing, pointing towards astrology. But that's huge and a lot of witchcraft in that central area. I'm not so keen on African witchcraft unless it comes into the voodoo um, end of it. And that's more, you know, that goes to the more Haitian and different things than it does African. But a lot of Africans do have, the, you know, voodoo um, sort of breakdowns. But I'm trying to find the name of the book because that book sounds so familiar. Is it called like Swines Among Pigs or something? No. I can't remember. No, okay, okay. Pearls Among Pigs. I can't remember. Yeah, anyways, I'm super interested in the book. I'll find it. But um it's hard to say. I do know demons have their own agendas. Uh, that is a part of being a part of the principalities of darkness, right? And there are rankings all throughout those principalities. And again, I think if you read in Daniel, Daniel prayed, and the angel that was leaving with the prayer and coming back with the answer was hindered by that demon, and he had to call on Michael, um, the lay assistants. And I think it took 21 days, I believe is the time. I could be wrong on that. But we do know that there is these overcasting principalities, and you know, through Enoch, we've learned some of them were viewing beautiful women said, man, they got some good looking hair. I'm jumping ship, (laughs) you know, and they came down to Camp Ramon, right? And uh, that's sort of the breakdown in the rebellion. But they still never lost, per se, their rulings or their titles. That would sort of go against God. So they created just a rebellion and an issue and a problem. At least that's the way I've learned and came through it. Go ahead
1: yeah so i found it it's called deliverance from demonic covenants and curses oh geez and his name his name is james
3: solomon you were close jesse you were close in the time i
0: was close i was so close <laughs> but i uh, i mean hey swine and pig thing <laughs>
3: So here's, here's something in, interesting on that. Um, so just file this in the back of your mind right now, uh, listeners, because I'm going to get very weird. <laughs> i like to go into the weird space, and some people are like that. Chris, his heart rate just went up. Uh, so <clears throat> so the, when you talk about the stars, when you talk about what we've learned in the last 120 years, and good thing Judd's not on the show either, what we've learned in, in the last 120 years and what we've been taught by NASA and all this other what was world building, I guess, like story building, uh, to, so that we will all accept these, uh, these so-called aliens, uh, not as demonic entities and demonic creations. The stars, there was a picture taken of the sky about sixty years ago and then they took a picture of the same same area today and a bunch of stars just dis- disappeared or moved out of position the rest of the stars are 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 were in the, in the same way and um i can uh, upload a link to that i th- i think i put i think i put this in my in one of my videos as well uh, I, I i can't remember i'm pretty sure i did in the space one with the picture of trump on it uh, the stars themselves if you look up in biblically right uh, god created the stars the stars are a represent representation of the angelic um forces whether whether it's that's why people worship sirius right and if you ever look at you know when you watch those ghost hunting tv shows and they're looking for the glowing orbs right it's the same thing it's just The angels. Some of the angels are bigger and more powerful, but the orbs that are down here are smaller and uh, or lesser spirits. Um, So, (laughs) so like I said, we're getting weird. So, what we're seeing up there. Think about it this way, just to help deprogram people. Um, the The pyramids of Giza uh, were built in the antediluvian times. The pyramids of Giza also. Were, were set up to worship specific stars. If NASA is correct, and over, over 6,000 years ago, 8,000 or whatever the pyramids were truly built, if these pyramids are lined up exactly with specific stars uh, at a specific time in the year to show worship to them, and we are from the Big Bang where where stars are moving at, uh, almost at light speed, we're, we're separating our galaxy galaxies are forming and all this, and everything's spreading at a massive rate. How is it possible that these stars are still in perfect positions 6,000 years later, right? It's, it's, it's impossible. Just, just think on that. Just take, take a moment and think, well, you know, cause if they're, if everything's moving and, 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 uh, moving apart. And then soon it's going to snap back and everything's, you know, ever going to get cold. And anyway, so that's all nonsense. Um, the, the stars are indeed the, the angelic realm uh, or the angelic representations. Uh, so when people are worshiping Cirrus, they're that star, they know exactly what fallen entity they're worshiping. Same with, same with the other, the other stars in the, the major stars in, uh, in the sky. So just just the thought there people no that's interesting
0: can i touch on that is that able to get...
3: yeah yeah absolutely
0: take it away so you know something that's very interesting if you're talking in that sense you're talking regarding the firmament is that right correct yeah okay so that's 100% biblical
3: yeah everything i'm talking about yeah
0: everything's biblical there and the pyramids and all their knowledge you know if you go back and you look at all these cultures They all have the same deities. They're just different names. And that's the beautiful part of understanding this, that the pyramids in Egypt, again, this is all, in my understanding, a relationship right back to Babylon and Nimrod. That's exactly what we're talking about. Because if you read the writings of Abraham, the ones that carted him in to the fiery furnace were the astrologers, the astronomers, the star worshippers, and they seen the cloak of light on Abraham. God allowed them to see that. And that was the prophet of our God, right? So it's super interesting to hear all this and to understand that, you know, if the flat earth is the way to go and all these, you know, there is a firmament. The Tower of Babel was straight rebellion to reach. And there is records of Nimrod shooting arrows up into the sky, trying to you, challenge God. <laughs> and it's super interesting you would bring that up because i've heard that many of times with the stars being the deities that's why they're named jupiter that's why they're named saturn (laughs) that's why they have god's names and it's super interesting so that's my take
3: (laughs) well the the one thing that that i want to make make things clear because you could lose a lot of people oh yeah because uh flat flat earth is a trigger word for people yeah Uh, i what i believe is what i can prove right so you can show me all the flat earth maps you want. It's not provable. So I, yeah. Uh, so that's something that I want people to understand. And I have in, in, in the video, in my, in my chessboard, that's one of the ones that are, that, that is coming up. Things that are provable. And if you want to deny it, <laughs> okay. Then deny it. Yeah. Then deny it, but, but you're, you can't make fun of me for being anti-science because uh, what I show is, is, is provable. So. Yeah, yeah,
0: NASA means to deceive. Yeah, that's what that base term means. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it's super interesting. In what language, Jesse? I believe that is also if, you're, if someone if someone wanted to look that up. I believe that would be uh, either Hebrew. I think it may be Hebrew or Latin. I'd have to double check. But it does mean to deceive. I believe that's the root and breakdown of that word.
2: Let's confirm. I know Dr. Laura Singer okay. uses the word. Nasha a lot when she's talking about what Nassau. the serpent did to Eve. So,
3: Nasha, I have to look. I,
2: mean, me I think see. that's how she says it. Yeah.
3: Nasha or Nasha in Hebrew Nishah. Nishah. means to deceive. N a s h a. There we go. N a s a.
0: There we go.
2: There you go.
3: Hebrew lexicon.
2: It's like
0: Joe Rogan and everybody. Tag <laughs> check, and I love it it's good
3: yeah why not
2: hey, if we don't do it on the air we get these messages after like <laughs> you know <laughs> we just have to address it now <laughs> hey you idiot
0: yeah no i know good 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 good
1: Thinking about Nimrod shooting arrows and thinking about NASA mm-hmm. didn't, well, this actually not necessarily NASA wasn't there a program and it? maybe it was NASA where they were shooting like nuclear weapons, like into the upper atmosphere. I've seen some like on some like flat earth videos where they talk about, like they were trying to like bust through like the firmament. And so when you were mentioning Nimrod shooting Arrows. I was thinking about them, you know, shooting those uh, nuclear warheads or whatever back in the day, trying to break through the firmament. And they, they, they did it under the guise of like testing or something, upper atmospheric testing with these like nuclear weapons.
0: So I believe that comes out of the Muslim text that he would shoot arrows into the sky because the Muslims had a prophet go over to him and he threw them right in the furnace and burn them up. I forget his name. I could probably find it throughout my notes. And I think it's Imbrahim, um was the prophet and he threw him in and Nimrod said, if you're God, Allah is will have him come down and fight me. So this man isn't just in biblical or Hebrew text. He's all throughout all the religions that were around at that time. So him shooting arrows, I mean, a tower of Babel, it's hard to believe now, but or hard to understand, maybe not so much now that this man, you know, that's where Freemasonry comes from. But this man was able to build that tower and to reach the firmament and shoot arrows into it. Is it really that far fetched to believe that that was possible, especially in the area he was at?
1: So you think that the tower was really like that high? Because I think, this idea that it was like a stargate and that the, the reaching reaching heaven was opening portals into that other, you know, that other realm to yeah, the other dimension and things coming through.
0: So it's hard to say, and here's the reason it's hard to say with a stargate, we haven't physically seen one. So will it be at the top of a large structure? Would it be in the basement? Would it be CERN? Would it be, you know, in where's it going to be? And will the Stargate open, you know, into a certain parallel realm? Or what would it open into if it would have opened into something? And I think back then they would have had the knowledge because, again, you're fresh right off the boat, per se, and you understand the Nephilim's culture and their teachings. And they taught so many things. It was, you know, in Enoch, it was called useless items of heaven, but they still taught the humans it. They taught them witchcraft. They taught them all these different things. So who knows how that would operate? Would it be at the top of the tower that the gate would have been or would have been at the bottom? Why would you construct a tower that was that massive? It was in rebellion. and was If there's a firmament, was it lower then? We don't know.
3: The interesting thing about portals and uh, these towers, these ziggurats, pyramids, these giant mounds. One of the reasons for their construction is the earth is one giant battery. So when you form the pyramid and you, if you go on top of the pyramid and you hold a, a rod, you will feel a ton of energy surging through you. And these, these mounds, these ziggurats, the whole thing about uh, human sacrifice on top of these ziggurats is to create enough sin, em- enough dark energy to open and then open the portals uh, the frequency to converse with, with these demons with, or there was the demonic realm with these, with these fallen angels beyond the veil. My understanding of the way a portal works is you have that energy, it is focused, you do the sin, you, 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 uh, you commit the sin, and it, and it opens the portal. A specific portal, if you have the, the knowledge, you have one frequency on one side, and then the other frequency on the other side. So for so you are you are where you are on Earth. That's a specific frequency, like a location on the Earth. And then the other side is another location on the Earth. It's a diode. It's a torus field, right? So one side has one frequency, the other side has the other frequency. So when you're building something like the Tower of Babel, and uh, where yeah wherever you put wherever you have this portal. Stargate manufactured, then all it needs to do is have enough energy then to reach whatever frequency that is required. So if it's to the frequency to get to heaven, the frequency to get wherever the the whatever would make them unstoppable, right? So that's some some interesting information for everyone.
0: You know, you just opened up a whole new realm of me. Hi, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you right? <laughs> But in witchcraft, that's exactly what you do. You create an atmosphere, you bring energy into it, and then you manifest or you conjure or you incantate and you do these things. So that is super interesting. And pyramids, quartz, all different sort of things are brought into this. That's why I won't touch crystals because we don't understand how they operate and release energy. None of us understand it yet. So it's super interesting that you would say, that all that energy will be built because you perform these things. And, you know, a lot of them are from the keys of Solomon. You perform these three items in a pentagram and a very mathematical procedure. It's very intricate and very proper. And a lot of people don't know if you play with witchcraft and you do these things wrong, there will be a triple thumb rule. That stuff will blast you and uh, you'll get hit in all different ways throughout your life. And I've been a part of that and I've seen that so it's super interesting even the catholics do it they they do incense right they create an atmosphere so they they throw incense throughout the sanctuary and incense is just a frequency base that's what it is it's cleansing That witches will use sage there's all different types of elements but anyways
3: yeah yeah Pyramids, the, all those things—they're filled with quartz. They're filled with because if you look at if you look at the mud fossil research, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of a lot of the stones that were used to manufacture these structures—and this is from uh, Roger Spur— a lot of the stones used to manufacture those um, ziggurats, those those pyramids, uh, is was actually flesh from the creations in the antediluvian time that slowly because they were soaked in they were soaked from the flood my brain isn't working for, uh, but anyway they're, so they're soaked in salt water and then the salt water could be cut up and then used and would slowly turn to stone when you soak, soak flesh the flesh won't get eaten then it, it preserves it preserves it. bugs won't go attack it won't. Uh, i've done it i've cured i've cured meats left them out they're completely left alone but then if you put them around the dirt you put it around the area it'll turn into the stone that is a whether it's uh bedrock or limestone or, or or whatever that is around it the nucleophilic substitution will will um create that and turn that to stone so the the stone the stone in um the pyramids is exactly what's what's around them right the stone in the ziggurats in um, south america are built with the stone that that is that is around that area. And Roger Spur do, has done some really neat stuff with uh with with explaining that and then explaining the where the arteries and veins are and the human or, or the anatomy, excuse me, of these creatures. It's, it's really fascinating, but I feel like I'm taking over and I'm sorry.
0: I am very fascinated, actually. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, that's it's it's interesting stuff. The only the only thing is that that I wonder is which, which I noticed is the the pyramids, if they're antediluvian, so they were built before the flood, so that flesh would have been collected before the flood and, uh, and put together. Because when I said that, I'm like, oh, that doesn't, Michael, you're, you're confusing people. So I just wanted to make sure that people understood that. Uh, but all you need then is oceanic water to, uh, um, or, or salt water to create that, if that makes sense.
0: All of it, for me, it did. I got exactly what you're saying.
2: michael slash enoch
3: yeah what's up i
2: just noticed your t-shirt it's amazing oh where did you get that can i read it i made it you made it oh can we get those on our website Single
3: vax. <laughs>
2: <laughs> i'm dead serious i would absolutely wear the heck out of that
1: <laughs> tori read read the shirt what does it say yes. tori
2: it says single vax free christian i love it actually I want to get that, but pocket tee style. Can we do that? Just like move it over. That's hilarious. Sorry, I was sitting here like smiling and laughing, and you guys are talking about really intense stuff and like demons, and I just wanted to clarify. <laughs> it's because I noticed your t shirt, not because I think that stuff is groovy. So,
3: <laughs> if you notice too, you could tell I made it because it's also off center. And uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a pocket tee at first, but it it, it has slowly shifted to, towards the center. So, but <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Anyway, continue.
1: <laughs> well, J- well, Jesse, uh, we just have you for about five more minutes. So uh, why don't you land this plane?
0: When you understand that the Nephilim were real, they were here. You won't hear this stuff in Sunday churches, most Sunday churches. If you've ever practiced in the dark arts, if you've ever gone into the darkness, you'll see very clearly that these beings were 100% real. They're still here. They still roam. They still have no home. Jesus dealt with them directly. He dealt with the main one. He dealt with a full father of lies. And uh, he met him and was tempted by him, just like each and every one of us. And I think the important thing to understand that with this knowledge, it's just a weapon against what they do. The more knowledge you have of your enemy, the easier they are to defeat. So when you read about Nimrod and you see his uprising and you see all the power he had, God literally just changed the language and had him defeated. That's the breakdowns. And that's the sort of understanding that our God is so mighty and so powerful in the face of these deities and these beings and those who chose to jump ship. They have no power amongst the power of our God. And that power lives within each and every one of us as the Holy Spirit. And Jesus talks directly about that. So there is no dominion that they can have over you. They cannot rule you. They cannot possess you. They can, however, create hindrances to you. They can battle you. (laughs) I felt very battle getting onto this show, but they will not win at the end of this game. They have lost already. It is written. It is commanded, and it will happen that way. So Nimrod, Baal, Zeus, Odin, it doesn't matter your name. You've already lost. Jesus Christ sits on the throne. He's won the game. His blood covers our sins and sets us free from all of that. And that's landing the plane.
2: Amen.
1: Amen to that brother.
2: Name above all names.
1: Nailed it. Wow. Yeah. Jesse. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a great way to end this show. Jesus is the King, King of Kings. Um, Jesse, man, appreciate you coming on. And, you know next time next time we have you on cuz I'd love to have you on again I would love to make the connection between babel and the day of pentecost i know we've talked about it before and you you kind of touched on it when you said all god had to do to defeat him and and show how he's all powerful is to change the languages and the day of Pentecost is a reversal mm-hmm. of what happened at Babel because we see all the languages essentially become one in that they're all understood. And that's, again, just another expression of the Lord's power. So, yeah, we'd love to, to dive into that and, and any other subject that you want to touch on in the future.
0: Hey, that sounds wonderful. It was great being here. And I really appreciate the time you guys give me to speak and ramble on and unload things. <laughs> we all need it, I guess.
3: Yeah, no, we love it.
2: Yeah, we appreciate you.
3: So I'm just going to now push up the throttle again and take off <laughs> and uh, just start asking some more questions. Just kidding.
2: <laughs> I have to make some Cookie Monster cookies. Um, I would love to listen to you doing whatever you're going to do next, but um, I might just mute myself for a while.
1: (laughs) Awesome. All right. Well, uh, Enoch, thank you for surprising us and and jumping in. It was great. And Jesse, thanks again, brother. Till next time. Till next time.
2: Adios.
0: Amigos. Peace.